let's talk about cataracts, which is a opacity that sort of affects a lens that accommodates light into the retina. And because this opacity is progressive, it decreases the amount of light that goes through. And as a result, it's a progressive disease that would eventually affect eyesight. In children, uh, when they're born, it could be a familial cause or disease associated due to something like Down syndrome or galactosemia. Uh, it could be a result of trauma or drugs like glucocorticosteroids as well. It's it's important to screen for this because um, it can result in ambilopia as, as we had discussed earlier in the episode and um, once again it's easy to sort of screen for this through an absent eye red reflex. So, some parents may complain about behavioral problems in their children uh, because of this reduced visual capability. Child may also suffer from photophobia or strabismus. In adults it's it's a cause for half the causes of blindness in the world. The lens is formed from a crystalline protein that's transparent and, and the epithelia of this, these lenses is stratified just like the skin. But unlike the skin, it doesn't shed, sort of just builds up. Degenerative conditions uh, in the lens change this, the structure uh, of the crystalline proteins and result in the lens becoming more opaque. The opacity can be in the capsular, cortical or nuclear regions of the lens and this degeneration is accelerated by age, smoking, alcohol consumption, um, exposure to sunlight, poor dietary choices, lack of exercise, metabolic syndrome, diabetes and corticosteroid use just like um, we've mentioned a little earlier. It could be acquired as well um, in adults just like in children. Trauma could accelerate the formation of this uh, and so can radiation and infections such as uveitis. The treatment of cataracts is by replacement of a lens and is quite a common and safe surgery. Now we can finally talk about the last disease in this very long episode um, which is glaucoma and that's characterized by elevated intraocular pressure uh, which results in the destruction of retinal ganglion cells. There are two different subtypes of glaucoma that I'll talk about but there are others as well um, um, that include conditions such as congenital uh, raised intraocular pressure. But the two that I will be talking about is open angle and angle closure. So uh, the angle refers to the angle between the lens and the iris, which uh, anatomically allows movement of aqueous humor from the posterior chamber to the anterior chamber through the iris. In closed angle, this space uh, is closed. But in open, open angle glaucoma, raising intraocular pressure is not a result of, of poor drainage from the posterior to the anterior chamber, but rather because of increased aqueous production or uh, decreased outflow. The aqueous production and outflows balances what determines intraocular pressure and in open angle this is disturbed. The outflow can be uh, affected by the trabecular meshwork that sort of lines uh, the drainage system. Um, if that trabecular network gets clogged the outflow begins to reduce and there's a buildup of aqueous humor in the anterior chamber. It's the second highest cause of blindness in the world and uh, in terms of glaucoma open angle is more common in European and African descent people and angle closure is more most common and Asian descent people. The risk factors like most other uh, eye diseases we've talked about today are age, race, family history, hypertension and cardiovascular diseases, diabetes and um, interestingly enough myopia. Patients who have this generally present with a loss of visual acuity because of the destruction of retinal ganglion cells due to the increased intraocular pressure, um, pain in the eye, erythema, so red eyes and possible edema in the eye. The disease is diagnosed on ophthalmological exam and it's treated by attempting to to reduce intraocular pressure, you could do this pharmacologically by either increasing the outflow of blood from, you know, rather increase, increasing the outflow of blood by vasodilation using drugs such as prostaglandins like latinprost or beta receptor agonists such as timolol. Similarly, you could also decrease the production of the aqueous fluid through carbonic anhydrase uh, inhibitors. Um, 
mainly systemic and finally you could also use surgery to sort of open an alternate route for drainage of the aqueous um, humor and that uh, that would be good for patients where um, there's a decreased outflow there's an outflow obstruction and finally in angle closure there's increased intraocular pressure uh, that results in damage to the axonal fibers once again and that's due to um, poor drainage from the posterior to the anterior chamber. The risk factors once again family history, um, females are more affected uh, and it affects people mostly over the age of 60 and there's an association with hyperopia. Some drugs can also cause it and um, uh, people of Asian descent are more likely to suffer from this disease. The aqueous humor is produced by the ciliary body that um, is in the same plane as a lens. The, this fluid sort of flows to the pupil and then reaches to the anterior chamber where it gets drained through the trabecular meshwork at the distal ends of the iris. In primary angle closure glaucoma, the lens pushes on the pupil that blocks the flow of the aqueous humor from the posterior chamber to the, through the pupil and if it's sudden it could result in an acute attack. In the more chronic versions there's repetitive blockages and um, releases which results in scarring ending up in progressive narrowing of this uh, drainage structure. And in secondary uh, angle closure, there's, there's uh, changes in factors that uh, control the distance from the lens and the pupil, such as uh, factors that push the iris onto the lens, closing the angle. This happens in conditions like congenital abnormalities, um, anteriorly displaced lens, uh, could be a iatrogenic response um, post-surgery or because of choroidal swelling. The clinical features are very similar to uh, open-angle glaucoma and they include um, a reduction in vision and the patient being able to see halos around light. The patient may also suffer from headaches and severe eye pain. Nausea and vomiting is also possible and so is a red eye. Edema may also occur and uh, the pupil may be mildly dilated and poorly responsive to light stimula, uh, stimulus. The treatment of the disease is by reversal of, acute, uh, by reversal of the uh, angle closure. In an acute setting, uh, control of intraocular pressure using the drugs as we've described earlier, uh, drugs like timolol or um, uh, carbonic anhydrase inhibitors. That covers it for this episode. I thought it would be nice to sort of have a superficial covering of some of these um, eye pathologies. In the next episode, we'll discuss uh, other diseases that uh, affect the retina and cortical structures that affect vision. And that would be our last episode for neurology before we move on to cardiology. So thank you so much for listening and hope to see you soon. Bye. Our episode today was put together by our executive producer, Gautam, and our co-editor, Cindy. For notes, elective experiences, and much more study resources, visit our website on thecommonrounds.wordpress.com or visit us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. If you like our episodes, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. It means a lot to us. You've been listening to The Common Rounds. I'm Hamid. And I'm Andy. And we'll see you next time. See you next time.